Fox, and this is the Achieve My Wellness Podcast with Dr. Jared and Dr. Evan here in Alexandria, Minnesota. We're going to talk brain health today, which I'm really excited to dig into because, you know, a lot of people are trying to take active roles in their overall health, especially after this weird year we've been in. I'm seeing a lot more people kind of going, all right, I'm going to snap out of this. But when it comes to brain health and mental health, sometimes it feels like, you know, is there... Are there things that we can do to make our brain healthier? It seems an odd concept, but I would guess you guys have a good answer to that. That's absolutely right, Amy. Uh, Mental health is such a weird thing because you can't see it really in a lot of people when it's developing. People want to hide it. People don't want to talk about it. People don't want to actually admit that they're having an issue in these things because there's just kind of a, a dark cloud over the whole topic. Well, we want to talk about a lot of those things today with things you can do to keep your brain healthy, to keep your mind strong, and to really understand what's going on in your brain that makes it work the way that it should. And so, you know, when we look at the statistics in our culture and so many people as they get older, it's just normal now for people to say, oh, they're just getting old, their mind is gone, or they're losing their memory, or different things like that, when really that's not normal. When you look at other countries, especially Asian countries like Japan, Korea, people are living well over 100 years old and having sharp memory and having sharp thought processes. Dementia, Alzheimer's, uh, forgetfulness, brain fog, even depression and anxiety are all things that are running rampant in our culture. But really, you don't see a lot of that in other cultures, and there's a reason for that, and uh, that's what we're going to really dig into today. Yeah, and how chiropractic can tie into that. You know, you mentioned Alzheimer's, and in my family, it's a recent thing that uh, another one, Parkinson's, has now come up in my grandmother, and so now I feel like that is in my history. So when you're talking dementia, Parkinson's, Alzheimer's. I know they're all different, but that memory care that is usually associated with older people, uh, what are things that we can do to help prevent that happening to us? Yeah, so we're going to definitely talk about that today. Um, When you look at dementia and Alzheimer's, unfortunately, it doesn't just affect the mom or dad, the grandma and grandpa, right. the great grandma and grandpa. Unfortunately, a lot of the younger children in the families now are footing the bill for their parents, right? If you're going to go into a memory care unit, this is one of the, the things that people have to consider is like, it's going to cost anywhere from 3,600, probably to $5,000 a month just to take care of yourself. If you get put into a system like that, and that's this is, is your insurance going to cover it? Is it not going to cover it? Is it going to be an out-of-pocket po- uh, expense? So now you think about all the lifetime savings that you had could be going to just maybe keeping you alive a few extra months, a few extra years, whatever it is. When you could be leaving that money for a legacy, you could use it for vacation, you could use it for a lot of different things if we're taking the proper steps during our life to preserve our health into our long ages, like like Dr. Evan was saying. And so that's one of the biggest things that a lot of people don't understand is that, you know, just because we get diseases as we old doesn't mean it just affects us. It literally affects the whole family. It affects that legacy tree. It, it, and those are the things that really cause stress on the children or the grandchildren to how are we going to pay for this and how are we going to take care of mom and dad um, for their for their later years in life. And so some of the warning signs that people can definitely be thinking about is like, if you're starting to remember like, oh, I can't, I don't remember where I put things or you have difficulty remembering conversations that you had. Uh, you forget what you, you're you going to say like mid-sentence. Those are all things that are showing you that you're already in the process of building some type of brain dysfunction and some type of brain disease uh, for labor later in your life. So 
uh, brain fog was mentioned by Dr. Evan, stumbling on your words. Those are all things that we want to just make sure that we're paying attention to. And then how do we recognize it early so that we can start literally taking action to help preserve what's in the, in the brain or potentially start detoxing what's causing it? Or how do we continue to build brain health versus build brain disease? And so those are things that we definitely want to go over and, and talk about today. Um, yeah, some of the statistics that Dr. Evan was talking about, uh, you know, if you're 65 years or older right now, you have a one in eight chance of suffering from some sig significant cognitive decline. So one in eight chance, right? So that's, that's pretty significant. By the age of 80, now you're at one in two. And so you've gone from, you know, uh, whatever that statistic would be, one in eight, uh, one in two is 50%, basically. It's like, what are you doing differently than your counterpart so that you're not getting the brain, um, the brain issues, whether it's Alzheimer's dementia and those types of things and so we talk about what we call the five essentials in the office and that's where we start and ultimately where we start getting the body to heal from the inside out so we don't end up and progress to these disease processes in life you know you were talking about the the stress and mainly financial when somebody needs that kind of care but i can tell you too it is it does affect a lot more than just that individual and it's not only a financial stress but it's also just emotionally draining it's just physically stressful because maybe you're not at a point where you're in a different facility but then you've got to come together as a family and figure out how to care for this person maybe you're not capable of doing it and it's so emotional to see somebody regress that was perfectly you know sharp not that long ago so i can, I, can, I do agree with you it does it does affect a lot more than just that individual person so then we're talking about um things maybe that we can avoid if we want to do that and um we were talking a little bit before we started recording about some things just in our daily life that we can avoid that have negative effects on our brain absolutely you know it seems just about every podcast we talk about decreasing sugar in mm -hmm. the body all right and i know a lot of people say oh that's all you guys ever talk about well you know what the monotony leads to miraculous the monotony leads to miraculous and when you are constantly making good decisions you can lead to a miraculous outcome in life. But if you're constantly making bad decisions, there's going to be consequences for that. And, you know, a lot of new research is coming out about Alzheimer's and they're relating it to what they're calling type 3 diabetes. What they're finding is that uh, a lot of the nerve cells and brain cells are having a inability and a deficiency in what they call an insulin resistance, meaning that the cells in your brain are not able to use the insulin and the sugar in the body in order to do what they're supposed to do. And literally, they'll just shrivel up and die. And that is what's happening and why so many people are having cognitive decline is because there's such a rampant use of sugar in just about everything. I mean, you it is extremely hard to go into the grocery store and to buy things that don't contain sugar. All right. Even even ketchup has sugar. Even soup cans now are containing huge amounts of sugar because it's cheap. It's a good preservative and it tastes good. And so people are more willing to buy it. People are more willing to eat more of it and people are willing to keep it on their shelves a lot longer. And so we have to really be careful of the amount of sugar that we're ingesting in our bodies. Another thing to really be concerned about is aspartame. Uh, this is actually one of the biggest farces in our culture today is that diet sodas are actually good for you. Diet soda contains aspartame. People think, oh, I'm doing a good job of not eating sugar. I'll go to diet. Okay. Well, diet sodas, diet drinks, diet Mountain Dew, all of these things contain a chemical called aspartame. And it is a artificial sweetener, but it is a neurotoxin. 
and it is shown to drastically reduce the neurological component in your brain when you're ingesting this. And, you know, I want to go back to just what you said. You said personally you've been dealing with this in your family, and my family is going through this right now too. My wife's grandmother, uh, who used to be the sweetest, the best host, just loved taking care Mm -hmm. of people, loved being around people. It is so emotional in our family right now because it's hard to have grandma even come to a birthday party. It's hard to have her even come um, to over to our house because she gets so confused. She gets uh, very degrading, I'm going to say, and mm-hmm. she says things that are not very nice. And, you know, our family doesn't want to remember her in this way. Right. We, we don't want these to be our last memories of her being a not very nice person when there are so many great memories of her being such a wonderful, warm, gentle human being. And unfortunately, she's just not that anymore. Mm-hmm. And it is taking such a toll emotionally on not only my wife, but my wife's mother and everybody in the family. And so just making sure we're we're taking steps necessary in order to make sure that we don't get there and have that be the last memories that our legacy and our kids and our grandkids were, are going to have of us. So that right totally. there needs to be a big why for a lot of people of, hey, the things I'm doing right now in my life are going to have a drastic effect and there's going to be consequences later on in life. So are you making choices right now that is going to allow you to live the life you want to live and have great memories and have... Um, uh, the great retirement that you want when you right. get to those later years. And, you know, there's a book that Dr. Jared and I used to read a lot and uh, recommend a lot. It's called Cruise Ship or Nursing Home. Do the things now in your life, in your 20s, 30s, 40s, and 50s, because the things you do in those years is going to drastically affect what your 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, even 100 is going to look like. And you can either choose to go live on a cruise ship or live in a nursing home because the costs are going to be about the same, whether you do it one way or the other. (laughs) That's so true. And, you know, I don't know if this is the the case in in your family, but the other thing is the other stresses and and not only what it's doing to that individual's personality, and that's so sad, but it's a little bit ripping the family apart because they can't agree on the best things for that person all the time. So there's a lot of conflict within the family that didn't used to be there, all because this person doesn't have the same mental capacity that she used to. It's just incredibly sad. Um, so that's just one you know, part of it that we could go down many different rabbit holes, but it is good to know all the things that we can avoid. Um, like you said, I've never heard of type three diabetes, but the other thing that everybody's talking about a lot too, that uh, relates to brain health is depression and anxiety. I mean, I just feel like almost everyone is coming out of the woodwork admitting that mm-hmm. they deal with it in some way and some more mild and some just really extreme things. So what can we do to avoid that, prevent it, and help it if it is there? So one of the things that we talk about in the office is the three stressors. So we talk about, you know, Dr. Evan was just talking about what we call a chemical stress that comes into the body. There's also emotional stress and physical stress that we'll, we'll kind of uh, address now. Um, when you talk about anxiety and depression, it's usually prolonged stress will lead to anxiety, depression, poor decision-making, insomnia, a whole host of those different things that go down. But it's usually a progr- progression of stress or prolonged stress that's happening in the body. And those stress, again, it, it's not just emotional stress that we're talking about. It's the chemical and the physical stress that add up and, and kind of build that bucket. Stress will literally cause your body to shrink, your brain to shrink. And so when we have a lot abundant amount of stress, it literally causes your brain to shrink. And that's obviously 
super, super harmful, right? When we think about our brain sleeping, yeah. it's going to cause, you know, some major issues with our sleep patterns, uh, the way that we are motivated to do things. And so it leads to that depression and then anxiety um, through our life. So proper sleep, diet, exercise, prayer, meditation, nervous system checkups in our office. Those are all things that we talk about in order for people to continue to keep that stress level low. Um, because again, stress is going to really, really decrease that, that brain body connection that we talk about so, so much. The more stress we have, the more brain cells you're going to kill. And so if you're constantly under stress, you're literally killing your brain cells every single day. And so doing something small, like Dr. Evan was taking, talking about, let's just take in like a, uh, like a can of uh, diet soda, right? That contains the aspartame, the sucralose, and all these things that are, that are kind of in that soda. Well, that small amount that day, probably not going to kill you right? Is it going to harm you, create some inflammation? Absolutely. So you look at it day after day, maybe two, three, four cans a day, right? Year after year after year. Well, no wonder why we're starting to have these, these brain problems, right? So if you kill one or two brain cells a day, probably not going to notice, but you do it for years and years and years and years and years. Now you're going to start to notice the, the, the aftermath or the after effects of what we've been doing. And so really uh, continuing to focus on the, those healthy lifestyles that we talk about. How do we decrease those stresses, right? And it all comes down to things that we focus on. So one of the things that we talk about other than just nutrition in our office is how do we maximize our mind? And so making sure that you're stress managing your mind is going to be a great thing. And so when we talk about maximizing your mind, there's a couple of different things that you can think about. Hang out with positive people, right? I mean, right. Just get around positive people. And thank God we're, we're moving out of this whole COVID thing now. People are becoming more positive. They're starting to come out of the woodwork a little bit more, starting to see more smiles on people's faces. Obviously, not just because the masks are off, but, <laughs> you know, other reasons too that people are just lively now in the spring and in the summer. The sun's shining. Get out and enjoy the sun. Live with gratitude. Laugh at yourselves. Laugh with others. Those are all things that we need to start doing again, especially after the last year that we've had. The more we laugh, the more we're around gratitude, the more we're around those positive people, the more you're going to create that energy and that energistic things uh, within your life as well. On top of just being around those positive people and gratitude, we'll start doing things to challenge your brain. Read maybe novels or books that contain words or phrases that you're not used to reading or saying. It almost forces you to maybe go look something up as far as a definition. Brain teasers, you know, all this Sudoku and these mm -hmm. brain things that we can be doing. Challenge your brain on a daily basis. Just even if it's five to 10 minutes a day, just do something that literally challenges your brain um, every single day. And those are things that are going to continue to build those neurological connections within the brain. Continue to keep the brain nice and healthy and ultimately continue to focus on, you know, that health of that brain that you're that you're really looking for. And so those are just some of the, the mental aspects of things that we can be doing to really, you know, take our, our mindset uh, to the next to the next thing. And, and, you know, we talked about different signs already. We talked about different connections, but it's not just adults that have brain issues. Right. You look at kids with ADD problems, ear infections, colic. Those are all things that that you'll start to see even latching issues, eczema. Those can all be brain issues within that child's body. And so it's not just an adult thing. Yes, we talk about the major things like Alzheimer's and Parkinson's and dementia, um, MS. You know, those are all brain and neurological problems, but it also can happen in kids. So let's not forget about the children at home that could be having these brain stressors as well. Look at the processed food that they're taking in, the sugars, the sweets, um, just the stress that they've been under the last year. This is literally leading to a brain decline within our within our children and, and kids as well. So there has to be a focus on the on the next generation of kids to make sure that they're living in that positive place, getting the good things in their brains as well, so they grow up. Otherwise, we're going to see an explosion of Alzheimer's and dementia literally in the next five to ten years. Not to mention they're growing up 
so differently than we did as far as having social media, a screen in their face all the time. And uh, I was I was talking to my husband about this, and uh, he had detached from all social media for over a year. He was never happier. <laughs> and, um, I just started realizing it too. You know, I like to keep in touch with my mom or my mother-in-law or my aunt, whatever. That's all fine. I like to look at pictures of my friend's new baby, but everything else feels really toxic. So I feel like, and I'm no expert, but I feel like if I don't um, start my day by picking up my phone and scrolling through and end my day by doing that, I'm way better off. I just Amen. feel happier because I'm not doing that. And I feel like that's got some sort of toxins to our brain, oh, doesn't it? that is it? a huge <laughs> component of our mental health right there. So there, I want to talk about two things with that. Mm-hmm. Number one is just the constant looking at screens, looking at light, the constant just uh, scroll, 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 scroll. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've actually done research now that the average teenager has an attention span less than that of a goldfish because they're constantly just next video, next video, next video, next video, next video. Those create synapses in your brain where you want things right, right now. And if you don't get things right now, you're just not going to be happy. You get angry. You have chemical responses in your body. Uh, and that is definitely going to cause some issues as kids start to grow up and have to learn responsibilities and learn that things take time and learn that you're not going to always have everything right away. You want right now. Yeah. Exactly. There's another thing. Uh, I actually went to a seminar that was on this entire topic, and it was talking about raising kids in a technological world. And there is so much new research coming out about just the the stress and anxiety and the depression because when we're looking at social media all the time we're looking at other people's highlight reels Mm -hmm. and we're comparing those to our lows in our life right yeah and so every time you're looking at a picture like yeah it's great to see somebody's new baby or it's great to see someone going on vacation but are you really happy for them when they get to go on a vacation and you're sitting at home in minnesota (laughs) in the cold no it's going to create a little bit of like oh woe is me their life is so much better than mine (laughs) and those Thoughts are always going to lead down a path of you're just not going to be happy with your life. And so we got to, again, get that stuff out and realize that when you're looking at social media, you're looking at other people's highlight reels, but you're comparing them to your low life. And we all have different things in life that we're not putting on social media and different things that (laughs) that we all go through the same stuff. Right. Um, That was a little bit of a rabbit trail. But I also want to talk a little bit about. Uh, when it gets to these points of depression and anxiety is we have to also take a step back and not allow ourselves to become a victim. We got to get away from that victim mentality Uh, because I know a lot of patients, and I see it all the time, they'll come in and they just, they talk about that, oh, my depression, my anxiety is kicked in and I just have to take my medication for it or whatever. And, you know, when People are almost happy when they get diagnosed with, oh, I have a diagnosis now of why I'm so sad. It's actual depression, and then there's nothing I can do about it. It's a, it's a medical condition, and it's that, that's just me. I'm going to own that now. When in reality, there are things that can be done for it. Exercising, going for a 30-minute walk a day does better, does more for decreasing depression than two antidepressant medications combined. And so, I mean, when we step away from just being a victim of a diagnosis— and being like, okay, no, there's things I can actually do to change my situation, to change my mental outlook, and to change my thought process. Instead of just wallowing in that, take action and don't be a victim. And that's 
going to create a huge positive impact in your life. I love I love that point of view. Uh, we just did a walking challenge here at work, and we didn't win across our company by any means, but all of us got more active, you know? And I was always the one that was like, I don't have time to go for a walk because this, 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 this has to get done around the house or, or whatever, or I'm too tired. And it forced me to get out. And oh my gosh, I have had so many great conversations with my son. I just spent time with my dog. I've met so many of our great neighbors. We've only been in our neighborhood for a year. And I've just noticed that I feel like brighter inside, if that makes any sense. It really does. It, it really battles that you can take a break. The dishes can wait or this can wait. You can take a break for yourself and go take a walk. Like you said, be physical activity and get away from anything that's stressing you out. That's so important for your overall brain health. Yeah, I mean, that exercise piece is, is key. And so we've talked about, you know, the mental aspect of things. We talked about nutritional and chemical aspect of things. We talked about now the exercise aspect of things. And one other thing, you know, if, the, if people haven't, like the social aspect of things, like, have you ever watched the movie Social Dilemma, right, on Netflix? Uh-uh. If you haven't watched it, watch it. I mean, I mean it's, it's an amazing thing. It's going to give you perspective of what your kids are growing up with. And ultimately, what are these social media platforms actually doing? So it's called Social Dilemma. Watch it. You can probably Google it, find it. Um, otherwise, find it on Netflix and watch it. It's actually, it's eye-opening and very, very frightening at the same time mm. at what we're exposed to um, uh, throughout the uh, throughout the course of the day and our children are exposed to. Uh, you know, and you mentioned exercise. Well, you know, they talk about how much we sit in our society. Well, that's actually going to lead to uh, a brain decline as well because the way that our brain gets nutrition is through movement. And so mm. if our spine isn't moving, our body isn't moving, it, it literally is depleting and, and degenerating. So you talk about how do we counteract that? Well, one of them is definitely get out and take a walk. If you're sitting during the day, get a standing desk, move desk, you know, go up and down through your day. Do something that you can be doing so that you're doing something with your spine to make sure that your spine stays healthy and ultimately your brain stays healthy through that. Um, you know, move your printer across the room. You know, if you think about people that sit for 10, 12, 14 hours a day, everything is just right there, simple, easy. You know, the best way to get movement through your day is just move things that you're constantly using, move them further away from you. So it forces you to get up. Yeah, it might take an extra five seconds, but it's going to give you better health and longevity in the long run. If you can just get up from your desk, go to the printer, you know, that's the next room or two rooms away and then come back to your desk. Yes, maybe annoying, whatever it may be, but parking further away in a parking lot. We're always looking for the, you know, the close up parking spots or whatever it may be. So park for away, take the stairs, uh, have a stability ball to sit on at, at work. Those are all ways to really make sure that we're getting the exercise and getting away from the sitting culture. Uh, you know, one of the things that Dr. Evan, uh, you know, we talk about quite a bit too is, is text neck, right? <laughs> and so, you know, text neck is, is highly, highly, you know, you're seeing it more and more kids, their heads are coming forward on their shoulders. You wonder why they have breathing issues and you're wondering why they're having shoulder problems and, and arms and hand issues or stress through their neck or headaches and all these things are starting to build. And we'll just look at their posture, right? Yeah. Look at what they're sitting in 10, 12, 14 hours a day, looking at their phone, looking down. That well, actually- even worse this past year with distance learning, like yeah. my kids were not sitting in a good ergonomic chair no they were sitting on their bed or on the couch (laughs) slouched all day to be in class (laughs) constantly looking down constantly putting more and more stress on their spinal cord and and we know through research that the more forward that your head goes so as your chin kind of approximates your your sternum or your chest as you start to look down as you go through those degrees, I mean, just at 15 degrees, you're adding 27 pounds of pressure, right? At 30 degrees, 40 pounds of pressure, 45 degrees, 49 pounds of pressure, and up towards 60 degrees where you're looking straight down, you have upwards of 60 pounds of pressure added to your spinal cord and your brainstem, leading to damage in the spinal cord and ultimately causing more stress through the brain. So 
we look at these things and we look at, okay, how do we just start taking baby steps? Well, the baby steps are just simple, right? You just one block at a day. You know, that's all you need to do. You know, you don't build a huge wall in one day, a big brick wall. It's one brick at a time or one block at a time. And so, you know, just like you're building a Lego set with my kids, it's like one simple Lego brick, right, at a time. And so if you're going to build a big structure and you want this great lifestyle, well, you have to start by one brick at a time. And you have to start by just simple, easy lateral shifts that we talk about in the office constantly and all the time. I think that is really the key too, because really any change you're making, it does feel overwhelming. Like, all of a sudden, I can't do this, this, this. Well, maybe you start and for a whole week or two weeks go, I'm not going to drink any diet soda. Then you start kind of paying attention to who you're hanging out with. Like you said, stay around positive people. And if someone seems to suck all your energy out or bring <laughs> you into negativity, you know how people spiral into oh, yeah. that. All the time. Well, you don't have to make a big statement, but maybe just start spending less and less time with them and gravitate toward people who make you feel good about who you are and, you know, the time that you're spending together. I I do think that that is always the key is those little steps. And then, you know, we, we always go back to how chiropractic can help this. And you were talking about the spine and the pressure on the spine. And in your office at Achieve Wellness, this all ties into those five essentials. Yes, absolutely. I mean, when we look at the spine, we ultimately look at inclination of the spine, we call it. And so we look at what is your spinal alignment? There was a recent research study that was done in Japan that it says that if the further away from you get from what we call anatomical position, the more you are apt to end up in a nursing home later in life. So you're going to lose your activities of daily living just by your spine degenerating, deteriorating. And so it's not just us as chiropractors saying, yeah, you need to get adjusted because that's what we do, right? No, there's literally physical research that shows like the more you get adjusted, it, the more you take care of your spine, ultimately the healthier outcome that you're going to have later in life, the more vitality, the more longevity, everything comes from your spine. And so the more disease and the more degeneration that's happening in your spine, the more disease and more degeneration you're going to have in your life. Mm -hmm. With the blood vessels and the nerves and everything that's all tied into it, I would imagine. It's all connected. It's all connected through the nervous system. That is the critical mass of your entire body is if your nervous system is functioning properly, your body's going to have great function. If it's not functioning properly, if there's interference or dis-ease at all in the nervous system, it's going to affect your body's ability to function the way that it should. And that's what's going to lead to prolonged damage and then diseases forming over the course of time. So if you're listening right now and you haven't been into our office to get your spine checked, today is the day that you need to give our office a call right away. 320 2055 and what we'll do is we'll sit down with you we'll go through a consultation we'll go through full of history and we'll figure out where in your life has there possibly been damages in your spine that could be causing issues even if you're not in pain a lot of people come to our office not because they're in pain but they just want to be healthy and that is exactly what achieve wellness is all about so after we sit down with you, we'll go through a consultation. We'll take x-rays of your spine. We will pinpoint exactly where the weaknesses or the damage in your spine is. And then we'll come up with a game plan specifically designed for you based off your x-rays of how we can correct this. We'll give you exercises to do at home, adjustments in the office, physical therapy, and neuromuscular re-education that we do all in our office to help restore, create movement through the spine so your brain can actually get nutrition and energy and making sure that your body has a chance to heal and to function the way that it was designed to. So again, give our office a call right now, 320-762-2055. Or you can look us up on Facebook at Achieve Wellness, or you can find us on our website at AchieveMyWellness.com. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Amy.